0: Hello, I am Leah Householder and I head up Omnichannel strategy for Kinetic at Sineos Health. When I'm not creating modern customer engagement strategies, a critical part of my job is talking with hundreds of experts who work on the front lines of healthcare around the world. Their insights and the trends they discover help us answer one critically important question. How do we change lives? Today I take you into one of those conversations. Welcome to the Sineos Health Podcast, 2021 Health Trends Edition. The interface between life sciences and people, prescribers and payers, remains incredibly human. Nurses, clinical research associates, medical science liaisons, field reps, and so many more bring education, support, and daily management to people around the world. The digital reinforcements we've come to rely on in this era, from email to text to chat, they all play incredibly important roles. But the strongest relationships in healthcare still pivot off two people, Who are those people in 2021? How do we recruit them, motivate, and reward them? My guest today is Ryan Maglioni, Senior Vice President of Commercial Talent Acquisition at Cineos Health, and he's here to help us answer some of those questions. Ryan, welcome. Hi,
1: Leah. Nice to talk to you again, and thanks for having me.
0: Oh, we're so glad to have you today. I thought I'd start... The really big question that I know you spend time with almost every day working with leaders in our industry, and that question is, how have the roles and responsibilities of field teams evolved over the last five years, and what specific forces do you see driving those changes?
1: It's interesting, as we've talked about the new commercial model or the future commercial model or the model of the future, we've been talking about it for some time. And a lot of those changes and some of the transitions of The different roles have certainly been implemented, but certainly it's taken some time. And when we look back now, especially given the current environment, and we think back and reflect on some of those roles and the changes that have occurred, it seems like it's taken forever given the quick changes that have happened over the last 12 months. But there's been some really significant changes in the commercial model over the last five years. And a lot of that's been driven by factors around types of products in the market. But the roles and the things that have happened with the commercial model have really been focused on the customer-facing model. And I'd say the biggest changes have been as it relates to the integration of the different roles. And what I mean by that is when we think about those folks who are launching products that are part of that commercial model, whether it be a nurse educator, a reimbursement specialist, an engagement center representative, Those folks have all been integrated in a way through CRM, through technology, to work together, to embrace each other's responsibility and make sure that the value is brought across the platform of commercial, or I should say customer-facing folks over the last five years. That's probably been the biggest change to what we're doing today.
0: It's so interesting to think about the different specialties at a moment when our customers' appetite for face-to-face interaction seems to be waning or at least changing. So we received a question from one of our readers that was asking about how does the sales rep fit in as part of this digital ecosystem that healthcare professionals are now a part of? And I'm curious, as you think about that new commercial model, how are your teams thinking about the way that the new model of customer interaction has to change to be as effective as traditional face-to-face has been, but start to integrate some of the new tools, channels, triggers that this incredible field team has access to? I think that's been the most expedited
1: thing over the last 12 months. The new commercial model has been underway for some time. And a big part of that, looking around the corner five years ago or so, was the digital aspect of that model. But the last 12 months have accelerated that. But here's what we've learned. We learned that you just can't turn on technology and expect everyone to use it and it be effective. And what we've realized, and it's really a matter of, do we have the right talent and do we have it in a way that's utilizing the technology in a way that's meaningful and brings value to the practice, the account, or the specific HCP, and potentially the patient? So at the end of the day, what we believe has happened, and when we think about the sales representative in this role, we're starting to see where it's been successful. They've become, if you will, the orchestrator of all the different methods and channels and knowing what switch to turn on when for that physician or that account, whether that's an engagement center, whether it's a digital marketing or the pulling in of resources like a reimbursement specialist, whether it's virtual or in person, this sales rep has really become the orchestrator of all of those different pieces because they are the nucleus of interaction with that account.
0: Ryan, that's so fascinating. There's a lot that you pulled forward in that answer that I want to double click into. But one thing you said specifically was, You can't just turn on technology and expect people to use it. Of course you can't. And that is one of the big barriers to being able to execute the new commercial models our industry is so interested in. I remember talking to one client recently who said, we talk so much about what personal relevance means to the healthcare professional or to the patient. What does personal relevance mean for the rep? As we start to roll out these new tools and technologies How do we avoid creating a situation in which reps are just ignoring us because we're giving them too much, too much data, too many tools? How do we show empathy for the field that proves that we're building value, not noise? I wonder if you have any perspective on that, what organizations should do to be able to build value for field so that they can build value for the customer? So when we think
1: about that sales representative role, and this is an important piece of this, I think when we always talked about the role of the representative and how dramatic it may change or how it has changed in the field and in the market with their accounts and their HCPs, we have not talked a lot about how the tools, but also the core office commercial operations and sales operations have to lead that change and support that change. And there hasn't been a lot of that. And I think sometimes we skip the step with some of our clients when we talk about what they need to do. And it starts from the inside. Do we have the simplification of tools? Do we have the training for those representatives? Have we educated them on how to utilize these tools, not just utilize the technology, but utilize them in an impactful or effective way with the HCPs? Our belief is, yes, you have to have the right talent with the right skills and the right motivation to use the different tools and the different ways of working in an integrated way with the different roles that are out there. But there's a really important piece here, that marketing, that commercial operations support for simplifying that sales representative's role in the marketplace to be effective. That often doesn't mean too many tools. It means using the right tools at the right time. We do believe that's something that's been really a focus for us, both here within Sinios Health, but also as we educate and consult our clients about the new model. It's not just about the representative profile. It's about the use of those tools and the support for those tools, what I would call back-in-home office.
0: So you said a couple of things there when you were talking about the representative you're looking for. You said, I'm looking for the right talent with the right skills and the right motivation. How do you profile that today? What does the right talent, the right skills, the right motivation look like? I haven't even ever heard that thought before of the right motivation.
1: With regards to a lot of our conversations with clients today, and especially over the last couple of years, a lot of the conversations start with, we're evolving our model and we need your help. Often that conversation goes directly to profile of the talent, whether that's the MSL or that's the nurse educator, anything in market access or related areas of customer facing roles. Sales representatives, one of the primary ones that we talk about the revision or the evolution of that profile. But it's really about competencies. We will talk with our clients about what they're trying to achieve, what we see in the new commercial model, and what it takes to be successful. And then we back out, those core competencies. Continuous learning is a critical one. The folks that we're looking for today are folks who understand managing a territory versus messaging to an audience. And that's really important. It's really seeing the bigger picture. It's Someone who understands marketing, someone who understands the different triggers, what perspective targets and HCPs and accounts might require of them. We talk a lot about the local ecosystem for that representative or that region or that district, but sometimes it gets even more targeted than that. And do these representatives understand how to observe, evaluate what that physician or that office may need that might be different than the office that's just down the road? And that's really what it's been about when we think about representative profiles. We're thinking about folks who are more than just messengers. They certainly can still sell clinically. They're educated in the marketplace. They understand market access. But do they understand how to run a business? And that business is understanding what the needs are of that client that they're targeting for what their needs might be to sell value and to bring value to that office, depending on what that situation is.
0: I can imagine how you might screen a seasoned candidate with those questions. How do you recruit for maybe some of the more junior representatives in the field to be able to start to profile that they are moving toward having that right talent, right skills, right motivation without as much evidence as maybe someone with a longer resume?
1: Yeah. Oftentimes we hear from clients that, well, if they've been in part of the historic sales model and pharmaceuticals, maybe they won't be effective in this new model. And we don't think that's true. And, and we've actually proven that it's not because it truly is about the competencies and the behavioral competencies, the motivations about what they are looking to do, what they are capable of doing, not what they've been asked to do in the past. And so that's been an interesting learning for us over the last couple of years as we build out competency models for the new commercial model. We find that there's a percentage of current pharmaceutical representatives that have these competencies, these motivations are going to be as successful as someone who's maybe never worked in this field before. It's not as if because they've done it a certain way for a certain period of time, they can't do this now. But our focus is really around whether they be new grads or folks who have not been in the industry, but they've been in sales, or they've been in the pharma industry. It's a true focus on the competencies versus the experiences. I would add one thing. A big part of what we are looking for is capabilities around use of technology. Now, it's much more evolved than just plugging in your call for the day into the CRM system. It's the use of the tool to deliver messaging, to do follow-up, to call on other integrated resources within the commercial model. So we are looking at assessing that and we are finding that other sales types have utilized technology in a much more robust way to bring value to their clients. My last point on that will be we're creating new talent pools that we've never targeted before for the pharmaceutical industry to build out that pipeline of talent that might be best suited for the new model.
0: Fascinating. I'm scribbling down notes as you're talking, Ryan. I love where you're going here. There's one particular point that stood out to me is that you're looking at what this talent is capable of, not what they've been asked to do before, mm-hmm. which is so true. As every industry is continuously reinvented, evolving, revolutionizing as technology and change comes right at us every once in a while, a pandemic as well. I wonder if you think through that lens of not what they've been asked to do in the past, but what they're capable of, does that lead you to new thoughts on what leadership responsibility and capabilities are needed today to help people realize what they're capable of?
1: You've hit on a a really interesting point and talked a little about the commercial operations and marketing and how that has to evolve at the same pace or faster than the sales representative skills and abilities and responsibility. But it all starts at the top. Change management, transformation is a critical aspect that begins with leadership. So to your point, this along with training and development, because these folks have the competencies, they have the ability. Now, what have we done to lead them and develop them? And We don't want to run out of time. Things are moving quickly, and we have to make sure those pieces are in place to deliver the support for that talent, because regardless of what talent you put in that role, even if you bring the talent with the competencies and the experiences to succeed in this new model, if the leadership and the training and development are not surrounding them, you won't see the effectiveness with those tools and those new model structures.
0: You mentioned that you're effectively creating new talent pools, which is... A lot of responsibility and also a lot of possibility. When I think about creating a new talent pool, one of the things that comes to mind today is thinking about diversity and inclusion. What are you seeing with industry today in thinking about how they're building new sales teams, new field organizations with a focus on potentially greater diversity and inclusion? Is it relevant? Is it important to our customers? Is it important to healthcare professionals and patients?
1: it's incredibly important both to our clients in the industry, our our pharmaceutical and medical device and healthcare clients. It's incredibly important to our patients, the patients of our clients and, and our products that we support. But it's also extremely important to Cineo's health. And the success of our business is really built upon diversity, not only diversity inclusion, but the diversity of our thinking and how we operate and reflecting that of the population of our patients and our clients. So it's always been a very important piece of our success, our thoughtfulness around attracting diverse talent, being very thoughtful about inclusive environments, and certainly reflecting that on our patients and our physicians or our clients to ensure that they understand the importance of that for Cineo's Health.
0: What about collaboration? Another topic I read a lot about when we're thinking about recruiting. How do we identify people who are interested in doing those commercial integrations that you were mentioning, those connections, but also who are just ready to collaborate with their counterparts and customers in ways that might have been a little more one directional in the past?
1: I think you hit on a core competency that now fits into our new commercial model collaboration amongst sales representatives. Are at its height. If you remember the days of pod selling, you would think that there was a lot of integration or collaboration, but the truth was, there wasn't, not the way there is today. So, a core competency for all of the customer facing roles, or at least most of those customer facing roles around a product or around a, a therapeutic area for one of our clients, ultimately the success will be incredibly focused around their ability to collaborate and integrate in a way that is seamless to the clients they are serving or the patients they are serving, but also brings effectiveness to the account or the institution or that HCP office. And what I mean by that is know what resources to bring in when to bring value to that office or to that office patients. And that can be things like when do we trigger the need for reimbursement support for that office or for that patient population? In that office? When do we trigger support for education and potentially even health economics conversations? That is a really important role. That's been something I think over the last several years, as we've really added a lot of different complex customer facing roles, we've learned to do that very well, but it's only becoming more important.
0: So there's what we've learned and there's what we need to learn. Last serious question, and then maybe one more before you go. If you were to look into the future, different lens now than the strategies that we're executing today. If you were to look into the future, what do you think the biggest challenge will be in hiring field teams a year from now? The focus for
1: us, and I think it goes back to the number one factor for success, when we think about our sales representatives and hiring a team to launch a product is, have we not only hired the right representatives based on what I would call the new competency models that are critical to success. You know, listen, for every product could be different. And that's important to know. A lot of organizations are still trying out some different models and some different approaches. Have we built in talent flexibility? And what I mean by that is we know that representatives and all of those customer facing models need to be nimble. They need to be flexible. Things are changing and they're changing quicker than they ever have in our marketplace in ultimately pharmaceuticals. When we hire today, our biggest challenge but also our key to success will be hiring for continuous learners because we know how quick things are changing and those folks who are flexible and adaptable. But those are difficult things to assess and measure. So as we build these models, yes, it's having the right skill sets and deep clinical knowledge and marketplace knowledge and all of those other things that were typical and important, now applying them to flexibility, adaptability, and continuous learning because we know how quick things are changing in the marketplace. So I'd say that is our number one challenge as both a recruitment organization and as an organization as a whole as we go to employ and grow at the rate we've been.
0: You have an incredible ability to put a name to a concept that I know I've felt as a business leader for years, building in talent flexibility. Absolutely. Okay, Ryan Maglioni, Senior Vice President of Global Commercial Talent Acquisition. It's possible that there's someone listening to this podcast who is going to have the chance to interview with you. So before I let you go, with a title like that, <laughs> I just have to ask you what is the hardest interview question that you put out there? What should someone who is researching you before that interview moment, what inside scoop could you give them?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wow. So I'm going to have a little fun with this one, but it is certainly a true statement I'm going to make. At the end of every interview with a candidate, I will ask the question, if you must have one hesitation about this role, what would it be? Oh. And there's no, I don't have one. It's, What is the most likely hesitation then that you would have? I always have a lot of fun with that one because I get to see folks, they want to back out of that question because no one ever wants to have a hesitation about a role. But I love to hear the honesty that comes out around a hesitation about a role that I might be interviewing them for.
0: Well, I think that is a great place to stop. Ryan, thank you so much for your time today. It was so enlightening. We appreciate it.
1: Leah, thank you. Great to speak with you.
0: That's all for today's episode of the Sineos Health Podcast. To learn more about our 2021 health trends, visit trends.health. Or if you have comments, suggestions, ideas, or just want to talk about a particular challenge at your life sciences company, please email us at podcast at I've been your host, Leah Householder, and we'll talk more again next time.